Episode One. Welcome to the Brett Hollenbeck Show, a podcast designed to empower music industry minds to thrive in all their endeavors. My name is Brett Hollenbeck, a former Fortune 500 employee now in full pursuit of helping musicians succeed in chasing their dreams. Each week, I bring you exclusive, life-changing content designed to unlock all the mysteries of being successful in the music biz. Producing, engineering, performing, managing, publishing, and so much more. Thanks for joining me today. Now let's master the music industry. It's finally here, everyone. Episode one. Thank you so much for joining me today. I'm absolutely thrilled about this show and the opportunity to share some insight that I believe will be really helpful to anyone wanting to make money in the music industry. Today's guest is co-founder of the Varsity Studio in Anderson, Indiana. He produces, he engineers, he gigs out, and he has a lot of really great insight into what it truly means to be successful in the music industry. Hope you enjoyed today's episode. Here is Jonathan Class. Well, welcome to the show, everybody. I'm so excited to have with me today the one, the only, Mr. Jonathan Class in the house, Anderson, Indiana, co-founder of the Varsity Recording Studio. Jonathan, thanks for being here. Absolutely, dude. I'm excited to dive in. Yeah, me too, man. It's fun. The first episode, how does it feel to be the inaugural guest? Oh, man. There's... I already threw up in the bathroom, so I think I'm good to go as far as my nerves go. But um, everything else feels uh, feels like I'm, I'm ready. I've prepared for this. I've uh, I've studied uh, absolutely nothing. So perfect. I mean, that's how I got perfect. to school anyway. As long as you got the vomiting out of the way, <laughs> we won't have to worry about that. We're fine, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> all right, man. Well, let's let's dive in. Let's get to the uh, the meaty content that's inside that cranium of yours. Okay. Um, how would you describe what you do in the music industry? Um, I mean, that's kind of somewhat straightforward and somewhat, uh, I guess, like, uh, you could go a lot of different directions with it. But basically, um, just I kind of, I think, in a lot of ways, provide that first step for an artist um, uh, as far as, like, starting their career. If you're going to be an artist, people need to be able to hear your music. Mm. And you can play shows. Uh, but it comes to a point where, um, in today's age, like they want people want to be able to hear you, um, whether that's a venue or like a label or anything like that, and so um, and they want to hear you at your best. Yeah. And so my job is to make you sound your absolute best. So yeah, I think that's the short answer of it. It's just yeah, getting you to where you need to be to where you can kind of start the rest of your career. Um, or continue your career because it's not something that you just do once and then you can keep going. Um, you need new material, and, and uh, I try to, to be there for people when they need that and, and to just provide creative services um, and just uh, 
also just be like a sounding board for for people and you know just make friends too honestly I, I want I want what I do to be kind of a good experience for people and um, a lot of times a tough experience for people but um, something that they could look back on it and feel really accomplished with so um, yeah that's what I do I guess that's awesome man so you kind of a launching pad yeah for artists, especially right now, at this point in my career, I think that's like like uh, the people that I'm producing are uh, it's somewhat at the beginning of their career, and so um, because I am as well, yeah, of mine, yeah, absolutely. Well, Jonathan, you co-founded the Varsity almost immediately after graduating from Anderson University, and what I want to know that's that's a pretty bold move. That's a that's a tough decision to go right into launching your own company, your own business, your sure. own brand. So how did you know that that was the right choice? Oh, I didn't. Um, to be completely honest, are we still, still good to go? We're good. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, I didn't. Um, the, like, at, coming up to the end of graduation uh, in 2012, I knew that I loved my parents, but I did not want to live with them after school. <laughs> and um, I had just started dating my now wife and uh, so I kind of wanted to be an area in a place where I would be close to her Anderson's really inexpensive to live in and uh, yeah. so I just said I'm just gonna I'm gonna stay here so I uh, I started you know I mean picking up anything I possibly could uh, playing gigs with different people but then uh, mostly just recording people out of my house my terrible scary basement uh, just I I, I, uh, I slept in the in the top floor and then uh, I would run a snake all the way down to the basement and it was just like there's water leaking there all the time there's mold spiders it, you can ask a bunch of different people it was horrifying <laughs> but actually I made a lot of music there that I'm still really really proud of so I was there for about a year didn't have a studio I know that I always wanted one um, but uh, then um, about, so I graduated in May of 2012, and then like June of 2013, I got a call from Alex Daubert, who we had only met once at an Indians baseball game of all places, and neither <laughs> of us are like baseball fans. We just happened to go there. Both of us almost didn't go, but we knew about each other and, and, and were kind of envious of each other's work, and like, that guy is so freaking good, he's my age. And then he got this opportunity, he said, hey, there's this space that opened up, um, in Anderson and I wanted to know if you want want to like go halvesies on it with me and I said heck yes so I remember I was uh, that happened like right before I went on vacation with um, with Brianna and her family and uh, and then when we got back we kind of like met together and talked about stuff and said all right let's 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 start this thing and call it this and we'll go from there so it was kind of it was the right decision because it's what we both just kind of wanted and uh, it was a really nice space that happened to be there and, and neither of us had to like put any sort of down payment or take out any sort of loan to have this like nice acoustically treated space to put our gear into and um, the uh, the rent was manageable and so we just said let's go for it so that's Dude, kind of how it began I guess that's absolutely incredible nothing, so. nothing crazy like like put all of this work into it we just kind of like put our stuff in there and that was it <laughs> right but don't you think that that is so much of finding success or in at least beginning to is just you gotta put something out there absolutely absolutely and uh, that's what I learned even more and more now I just I uh I you go through ups and downs uh when you're self-employed and, and um times when you feel like 
I'm not doing anything and I just feel like crap and there's like nobody likes what I do and then there's times where you're like I can't fit anybody anyone else in there's just too much to do and um, so like it's just it's it's good to remember like those points of success uh, and it's something I struggle with every freaking day it's just like okay like you're still I'm couple almost three years out of college and uh, I have to you know realize that I'm still just in the beginning stages of this and it just takes a lot of like hard work and kind of mental stability and uh, I thank my wife for (laughs) dealing with that too because it's just she kind of balances me out mentally and financially too sometimes so uh, that's been a a huge blessing she is I couldn't do what I what I'm doing now uh, married to anybody else so dude I completely agree I'm married as well and my wife's my rock absolutely she supports everything that I do and uh, sometimes financially as well and all these crazy ventures (laughs) and I'm just so thankful for it's invaluable yeah absolutely absolutely but we could go off on all sorts of tangents with that so yeah well let me ask you this see there's obviously there's seasons and everything so there's times like you said when it's great there's times when it just I mean you could say it sucks yeah you know you're you're doing what you love but it sucks how do you stay true to who you are and to to what you love during those times when you're really when you start to question like is this where I should be should I have just worked at Walmart and stay yeah. out of college like I mean there are times even in the good times where I'm just like man I should have just been an accountant I was good at that and I could be making like 60 grand out of school Um, and so uh, it really just comes down to like you have to be of the mind that uh, just it, it sounds stupid but like really just thinking long term and believing in yourself enough to be able to do that and recognizing that like and it really comes down to the person too, because I, I think some people wouldn't be happy in this position, and, uh, right. and and I think that I was just put together in a way where I can kind of um, I can save when I need to save, and I can you know even then when the, even the drier times when there's there's uh, when there's you know less coming in, um, just really being happy with a lot less, and you kind of it really I think one really great thing is that. Um, it kind of forced me to be a minimalist in a lot of ways. Mm. And uh, I think that no matter how much money you make, you should kind of strive to be that because yeah. um, things, material things that you can do with your money are just kind of, uh, they're just so momentary. And, uh, and mm. you know, even if, if you are able to make a lot of money and still be a minimalist and then do like really cool things and or take really great experiences with that, I think it makes you a happier person. And so kind of learning learning how to deal with the the fat and the thin times um, now I'm starting to forget the question but uh, but but just kind of like how like like uh, keeping in the mindset that like where you are right now is not forever um, uh, and it's hard it's hardest to remind yourself of that when you're in the, like the really good parts where it's just like everything's coming in everyone wants to work with me I'm super awesome this is great but like it's like you have to kind of humble yourself and just realize that like I don't know when 
but at some point, at some point, <laughs> nothing's gonna happen, and it's gonna yeah. feel like it's gonna feel terrible. And and it, and I'm learning to deal with that now, and uh, and you know, just in this not like now specifically right now, but like uh, in my current stage of life, um, how do you kind of cope with that? And uh, and not put all of my eggs in that basket because whenever like it's it's funny because whenever I whenever there's less work to be done whenever I'm not busy that's when all my insecurities start kind of like coming out of the cracks yeah and it's just like ah oh, gosh like I'm not doing like no one's gonna want to work with me again like no yep. one's asking you know it's just like what do you do and um, for me a lot of it has to do with like faith and and um, and. Uh, trusting in the Lord but for a lot of other people that doesn't make sense and that's fine uh, but you got to find that thing that's going to get you through that process and if you can't then you know it's it's kind of time to reevaluate it either what you're doing or how you're doing it so man I absolutely love that Thanks. absolutely love that yeah. was that original that was original I, I wrote that myself so. <laughs> dude I was it's so funny that you should mention that because I was thinking uh, along the same lines this morning on my drive into work actually sure. just about how we place all these conditions on happiness uh-huh. so we always think like man if I could just get here oh, if I could gosh, just produce yeah. this artist or if I could just make an album this good or if I could just get this type of bass tone or kick tone uh-huh. then I'll be happy yeah it's, it's and it's it, absolutely it's that because the funny thing is too it's just like I like I if you think if I think back to like 18 year old Jonathan and looking at you know before I went to school looking at what I'm doing now I would be like that guy has it all and like why don't I feel like that now and I feel like kind of a douche because I'm like I don't feel like that sometimes I'm just like ah if I just had this I'm like shut up you dick like you have so much yeah and like you're you're doing cool stuff and and you get to do what you want and you're married to a person who supports that and and you have other people who are just like excited about it so it's just I mean like it's I don't know if I believe like you are your own worst critic but like I certainly am a very harsh critic of myself and, yeah. and sometimes it's it's good to reflect and just be like no like look at the change that has happened so absolutely absolutely I completely agree well, I ordered food I hope it comes soon <laughs> yeah I hope it comes soon too. that's hilarious I told her to close your tab too after that so well oh, okay. <laughs> onward well Jonathan, the Varsity uses a business and a pricing model that's pretty unique in the music industry. Uh, compared to like the hourly pricing model, you use like the package based. I know you also have like a day and you also sure. have like an hour, hourly rate. But one of the things I think that is so cool about the Varsity is the way that you put together those preset packages sure. that someone knows like this is the definite price I'm going to pay for this end product. Yeah. Um, can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, it's funny because that was actually... Um, um, and maybe I should get your advice on this too, because um, we've been actually talking about getting rid of that. Because, well, like I guess like it's a lot of uh, like what we're trying to figure out is like even still like almost two years after starting it, uh, I guess like a year and a half. Like what 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 is our brand? Like what do we want to actually put out there? And and uh, I, I really like. I, I think Alex and I are, are really, I mean, we want to make a living and be able to pay our bills and, and you know, make some money and whatever, um, but I think ultimately our biggest goal is to like make music that we really think is good. Yeah. And sometimes that, like, sometimes 
I think people uh, sacrifice quality for profit, mm-hmm. and um, um, which is you know like sometimes you have to you have to like you know make ends meet or whatever. Yeah. Um, but uh, uh, we kind of put that together when we were in a time of, of kind of dryness and just like well hopefully this kind of like helps people like get a like a a better idea of like what they can expect. Um, we're trying to think about like a different way of approaching that. Yeah. Um, and making it easier maybe to communicate with us because I, I think part of the reason why we're in business too is is that we're just we're guys that are easy to talk to in, in a way and, and people that are just kind of a, a good hang I guess yeah and uh, and and so like we're willing to like we're generally like willing to work with budgets and we just want to stay busy and, and keep putting out really great stuff so that we just set this bar of quality uh, over even over just like you know, making money. So yeah. that was like, that's one of those things where it's just kind of like, well, like if we just like, if we promote this more, like, are we just going to start getting like people in here who are just like, want us to track it and, and then like mix some like bullcrap record. And because really I, I think like it takes, it takes uh, a, a special person or people to really produce their own record. And um, there, I, I know several who can um, as in like artists who can. Yeah. But um, I think a lot of people, especially starting out, have no idea what they're doing. If you're making your first recording and you're just like, oh, this is like this is like more affordable. We can just do this in here and we'll sound great. It's not gonna sound it's not gonna sound as good as we know it could, and that's where we're just kind of like, well, maybe we should kind of re- like readjust that a little bit. So we can talk about that another time. <laughs> but yeah, um, because definitely. like we definitely. do kind of just want to keep our standards high, and that may mean like making less money now. Yeah. But I think down the road, uh, it's going to be. Um, it's, it's going to look better, I think, on us and yeah. hopefully uh, give us continued success, I guess, and continued growth. Um, yeah. So, um, yeah, I, we did kind of put that on there to kind of give people a, an idea uh, behind what they do, but that may actually go, undergo some change. Yes, right here. Thank you so much. All right, so Jonathan, tell me, why is it important to you um, to do things differently than they've been done before. Why is why is uniqueness important to you? Um, I, from like an from an artistic perspective, um, it's how you stay relevant. I mean, like you you have to. I mean, if you just kind of like ride on the coattails of what's already good. You yeah. may get some success for a while, but you don't really get remembered too well. Right. And um, I think, like, if you just put enough risk into something, then it's not guaranteed to, like, get you somewhere, but, like, at least you got out there a little bit and were a little bit different yeah. in some ways. And, and you know, from a, from a production standpoint, again, like, not every, like... I, not everything I produce is like some weird like indie band and uh, a lot of it's like pop or CCM kind of stuff yeah and I still have just as much fun recording that sometimes because really the joy for me is getting it where I think it needs to sound yeah so even though it may not be the music that I typically listen to personally um, I can at least appreciate aspects of it and know that it's it's what it needs it should sound like for what that song is or for yeah. what the artist is and so uh, and there's still a lot of creativity in, involved in that and um, how do we kind of you know push the envelope in this but like not to the point where it's going to 
freak out the listener. But then, like other genres of music, it's just like, how do we freak out the listener? <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, yeah. So, uh, just trying to like constantly like push the envelope uh, in the right way because yeah. it's not it's not the same for every genre. I think a lot of people uh, think that like music should sound one way, and that's I I hate when people think of their opinions as fact. Or like, this is good music, and I'm like, to you, like, but like, who's to say that like somebody else who's just as intelligent as you, who has just as much worth because they're a human as well, yeah, like something the polar opposite that you hate. Like, yeah. why is that? Why is that worse than what you like? Yeah. Um, so. Uh, that kind of like annoys me. It's just when people are just like, ah, oh, this, this, this sucks. Well, like somebody was like somebody was really talented, like put a lot of work into that still. Yeah. And a lot of times, like somebody who's more talented than the person who said it, it sucked. You yeah. Know? So, yeah. Um, and then like from a business standpoint, staying different. Um, <laughs> I don't know if we're necessarily trying to stay different. I think it's just we're too like musicians who started a business not two businessmen trying to be musicians so <laughs> we might be different in the aspect that like we don't necessarily know what we're doing all the time yeah but um uh again like i don't i don't think our our business plan is what's keeping us in business right now i'd love to uh refine that a little bit more yeah. because i think it'll help us be you know even more stable and but um you know again we're, we're still trying to figure that stuff out so yeah absolutely well, let me ask you this. You've been releasing album after album of what I would consider quality music. And like you said, everyone has their tastes and to different strokes, different folks, yeah, that sure. whole thing. But uh, in my opinion, I just think the, the albums you've been releasing, especially as of late, have just been nonstop, just fantastic music. So... What I'm wondering is how do you consistently attract the kinds of artists that you want to engineer and produce to your studio? Uh, word of mouth is our best friend. Um, it's it's you know it's not like we're getting. There's been a couple instances where instances where like we like we don't know this person at all. They just happen to find us. Um, but I think we I think I think we do some really quality work and I think that speaks for itself I think like one of the biggest things like I, I filled in for uh, for a class at Anderson uh, last week actually oh cool and uh, for the album production class yeah actually and um, I think like it's something I always tell anyone who's like in college or like not quite on their own yet mm -hmm. if you want to be a musician for a living do as much as you can now for free or for like next to nothing just so that you get so like especially if you're like recording like get as much repertoire under your belt before you actually have to start charging people because your work's gonna speak for itself I mean like that's people want to hear what you've done they don't care how much gear you have maybe they do a little bit but like I know so many people who have great gear who can't make a good sounding record if you hold a gun to their head I, yeah. they just can't yeah and it's because they have got it backwards the gear like it's it's the wizard not the wand like you yeah. you've got you've got to be good yourself before you even get anything cool and I again like I was making some really stuff great stuff that I still like today you know like in my parents basement yeah uh, uh, before I graduated yeah. Um, I'm like 
on the tail end of tracking Joshua Powell again right now. And um, like one of the first good things I ever did was tracking three songs with him in my parents' basement over Thanksgiving break, my senior year of college. And we put that on Noise Trait and like thousands of people downloaded it. Yeah. And it and was it's, featured, right? Oh, uh, I, well, it got to the, like the top, like two or three. It was yeah. like because of how many people downloaded it for yeah. a while, at least. And um, I mean, people flipped out because, and, but and it's not because I had great gear, but because like I just I knew what I had, I knew how to use it. Yeah. And it was almost in, in that instance, it was almost like my limitations that kind of defined how that sounded. Yeah. I mean, I had like this like drum miking pack that I got for like $120 <laughs> dollars. So like just like terrible mics yeah and um, but like I had a couple condenser microphones mm-hmm. and uh, I had a kick drum we had a MIDI keyboard he has a, his acoustic guitar and his he sang and, and like we made something over Thanksgiving break that like I listen to today and I'm just like that's not the worst thing in the world like like and the songs are pretty cool too and that yeah. I mean like that's they first are. and foremost like you have to have a good song but yeah um, but anyway back to the point like how do you get people to come into you over and over again? I think, I, like, most of all, it's like, what have you done? What sounds good? And that's why, like, even today, like, I'm still willing to give deals on recordings because the more good stuff that I put out, the better it looks on us. I mean, it's just... Yeah. Um, and, and I just want to... I want to create. And, if, and when I'm not creating, I feel... I feel terrible. Yeah. Um, so... Uh, so that kind of thing and uh, there are a couple of things I mean kind of establishing some sort of brand yeah. um, and um, if you can you know do a little bit of social media that helps but I think people also put too much relevance in social media sometimes too but yeah anyway most of all doing good work yeah and not being or being something that's like good to work with as well so yeah a good experience coupled with a good product so because I think people will accept a, a bad product for a good experience many times but if you put the two together it's it's great so. wow that's a great answer so what is the key to keeping a client happy but at the same time still pushing them to the best that they're capable of because a lot of times you know there's like that unlocked inner potential that you see in an artist but that they think they're already there but and sometimes they don't want to hear that advice but you know like they can get here so how do you balance that out and and still get the best out of your artist well unfortunately like there's no like hard and fast way to do that Mm -hmm. because every person is different and a lot of times it depends on the artist's ego (laughs) and that's why it's really important to remain humble um, in anything that you're doing ever for always Um, but uh, really just if you can establish some like sort of trust with the artist before you get started in the recording process even if you can put up front like what like the things that you might say the way that you approach things explain 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 just like inform and be honest um again like people may not like it at the time but like if anything even if if even if you can't get them to do exactly what you want to do if you're working with if you like for me if i'm producing somebody somebody already trusts me enough to pay me money to put my stamp on their music um and and so like there's already some amount of trust there yeah um 
So that's so even if you can't, even if I can't get them to do exactly what I want, like at least they've come toward me a little bit. And sometimes that's all you can do. Sometimes it's yeah. just like this is this is as much as they're gonna give me. This is as much as they're gonna like as willing as they are going to be. And uh, I'm not working with giant labels who are going to just say to the artist, hey, you do whatever this guy says or you're out. You know, like right now, people who are hiring me are paying me with their own money. And so in that aspect, they're the executive producer in some aspects. They have more of a say than somebody who would be on a label because they're not paying for it. So exactly. it really, it, 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 comes, it comes with whoever you're working with. So some people just think that they just know everything and uh, and um, that's unfortunate because uh, that's just a good way to never make friends uh, yeah. and and uh, to be miserable um, and then um, but some people some people are just like at the point where you know it's really nice because some people are at the point where uh, they they're just like yeah whatever you say is great which is almost I don't I don't always want that because sometimes I, I want I like I, 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 I want that middle ground to exist I want to just I want concerns to be voiced yeah if I have a reason for something I'll explain it to them um, you know naturally like I want to be right but like there are some things I'm just like no like like what you have to say is is valid and good and I'm glad you said it so like I I try to approach it as like I don't I want to be approachable and in and, and yeah. like being given an opinion but I don't want you to think that uh, you're gonna walk all over me because this is what I do for a living and if you are here to like you know uh, pay for this and if you have hired me as a producer then um, there is like a threshold where like no you need to listen to what I'm saying here so but it's just it's it takes time to just kind of develop that that feel and yeah luckily I, I think like naturally I'm like fairly good with people yeah so yeah. and that's that's a big that's a big benefit too just approaching things to where because art's so vulnerable and if you just like take a crap on somebody's idea just immediately like it can really kind of like kill the mood of what you are and yeah you lose a lot of efficiency doing that but like it's approaching it's just like well like I get where you're seeing from or you're coming from but but you have to see what I'm I'm saying here and, and trust that hopefully so yeah do you have any big no-nos like just don't do this if you're if you're dealing with with the client um oh that's a big one um don't hire me as your producer if you're not gonna listen to me. Um, I mean, like, like, like I'd yeah. love to engineer your project and have you like. I, I would love to just be, in, in a lot of cases, just be like this mindless engineer who's just like, yeah, yeah, I'll do whatever you want. Like, like that's totally fine. Like, I'd love to like get you to, to to what you like. Like, just tell me what to do. That's fine. Uh, I'm not uh, good with that middle ground kind of thing because like if if you're constantly asking me for my like input or my ideas, I'm just like, well, like, why didn't you? Just, you should have just hired me to produce your <laughs> produce your song, and I know sometimes it comes down to budget. I'm like, but if your thought if your song is not worth X amount of dollars, why are you recording it in the first place? Yeah, uh, and that's that's can be frustrating sometimes. It's just people just want to get everything and pay nothing. Yeah, um, uh, because this is a job for for me as well. And um, yeah, anyway, but um, no, other no nos. Um, uh, I mean, like, big. I mean, just don't don't think that that you know everything is, is a good one. Like, don't yeah. just assume that. Um, 
Um, that's kind of a broad question. I'm, I'm trying to think like in a specific thing. Um, it's a, I mean, it's just a lot about like staying open and like ready to like accept different things. Yeah. Rather than like, don't do this, don't do this. Yeah. No, that's great. That's that's a great answer. Okay. Um, so how important is attitude? Um, or let me put it this way. How important is the attitude that you bring to the varsity every day? Uh, it's one of the most important things. I, I have admittedly just really kind of... Uh, done some things that I'm not proud of as far as like I've released music that I'm just like ah whatever because I kind of half-assed it and yeah because I wasn't invested in it and, and yeah. it, I should have been it was because it was music I didn't think it was very good yeah uh, and I was like oh I'm just doing this to like pay the rent and like yeah. you have to do that yeah and uh, I was being kind of prideful and, and I was just like whatevering it and uh, so and, and I look back on that and I'm just like you know, like it, it, it's a, it's a, it's really what it comes down to is, is pride, and it's just like you just think that you're better than than this music, yeah. And it really, and it's just like you're like you're not. Nobody is. Yeah. Like you like you. If you agree, if I agree to invest in something, if somebody's paying me to do that, I have to just like I have to think they're freaking like. Paul McCartney like asking yeah. me to produce the record because I have to give 100% even if it's something that I'm just like this isn't very good yeah. uh, and that's just that comes from learning like I look back on a couple projects and I'm just like that wasn't very good uh, to begin with I, I can't I can't make a, a bad song just magically good like it, yeah. it just it doesn't work like that but I could have made it sound better if I just wasn't so, like, whatever about it because I didn't think it was very good. It is, it's it's hard though because it's really frustrating when it's just like, this song isn't very good mm-hmm. and I want, I want to ask you to like rewrite all of it, mm-hmm. um, but we have to make money. Yeah. And that's like, that's the hard thing about like art for a living is just like the balance between creatively what you want to do exactly yeah. and what you can actually do. Yeah, and um, that's a balance that like is kind of back and forth all the time. Um, so, yeah, really good point. Really good point. So, how do you know? Let's say I'm like Jonathan. I know you're a great bass player. Sure. I want you to play this gig for me next week. How do you do with with all the you know it, the things that they come your way? How do you know? when something is an opportunity that you should pursue or when to say no like this is a distraction this isn't really what I want to do how do you choose like what to say no to um a lot of it's like like depending on who's asking me um hopefully usually um when uh I get asked to to like play like if in the instance of like playing a gig kind of thing usually like I know the person who's asking me or I know somebody like somebody else who like plays with that person because again like word of mouth is just the biggest thing so yeah um uh I feel like it's it's like in the in the instance of like taking a gig or not like if it's somebody that you've 
that you know and you just like and, and you kind of want to invest in in their like because you know they're good you know they're a good person uh, and you want to invest in like what they're doing like I've you know I've I'm like I play free gigs sometimes yeah um, just because it just because sometimes I'm motivated like I want to play that venue I would like to play your type of music because it's really interesting to me but um, uh, the other thing too is that like uh monetary value has something to play in it and so like if somebody says like hey like I'll pay you $250 to play like a four hour set of cover songs do I like do I want to do that the rest of my life no but like if someone's paying me $250 to like play music like I'm gonna say yeah so uh, it it really just kind of depends on you know, like I, I uh, especially like right now, like I'm 25 and still kind of at the beginning of my career, and yeah, um, I I take what I can get, yeah. and um, uh, again, you just kind of like work as hard as you can at, at each one, and and uh, and put what you can into it, um, but to a to a certain extent, you know, because like I, I don't like if some random high schooler says, hey, like I heard you're good at bass, like can you come fill in for my band? I'm like. I'm not really gonna like. Like, I'd rather just kind of like sit at home and like have a beer with my wife. Like, <laughs> that, you know, it's just like I'm not gonna do that. But you know, if it's like you know some stuff, like I know, like uh, I did this. There's this really great band. These guys are these guys are like 19 years old, and uh, they um, they came in like wanting to do just that like that junior varsity package, and I yeah. kind of convinced them to let me produce their music because it was really good. So they paid a little extra money to do that but I know they're really happy with their uh, with their record now uh, yeah. they're called Midwest Ambition and they're okay. they're this like kind of like pop rock group and, and uh, it's just two guys and they kind of did everything like played everything themselves but they're super passionate and they really just like they uh, they were really excited to uh, to get into the studio uh, with Alex and I and, and um, we've you know kept a relationship over those guys and so then they said like well like you guys have heard our new song so much would you be willing to play our our like album release show and, and like that's one of those scenes where it's just like it looks good on Alex and I and like these guys like they put a lot like like they're yeah. like working like part-time jobs at like gas stations or whatever just to like pay for this stuff and I, I really think and, and hope that they they go far and do well because I think they're passionate enough to and, um, and they're good enough to uh, but you know it just it it was something where like we didn't get paid for it and it was just kind of this one-off little thing if we did that all the time, it'd probably be a bad idea. But like, right? This was important to them, and we built a relationship with those guys, and they're our friends. And so, um, like, that's you just kind of it, a lot of it comes down to relationship. And um, yeah, somebody else that you should probably interview, and uh, we'll talk about this is Andrew Camp, and oh, okay. uh, he's a phenomenal yeah. guitar player, plays for Joel Levi. Yeah, um, really great guy. Uh, but something that I reiterate, and he completely can't, came up with, and I will not take credit for this at all because okay. he, it changed my life, though, uh, in some capacity, is that never underestimate the power of a good hang. Because I think in the music industry and in many industries, you have to just be good enough and then freaking just good enough to be around. Like, uh, you have to be, like, easy to work with or, like, just the right fit. Yeah. And, like, a chameleon of a personality enough to, like, know, like, <laughs> like just, like, okay, like who are these people like and like like how are they like you don't want to change yourself but like mm. you want to be sensitive to like who you're with and like just make sure that like people like being around you when you're working with them because yeah. 
you look at hired. I've gotten hired for things not because I was the best producer, because I was the best keyboard player, because I was the best bass player, because people just liked being around me more than somebody else. And so, like, never yeah. underestimate like how like how you are as a person. And that's another aspect of like you got to stay humble. So man, I yeah. love that. Yeah. So Andrew Camp, everybody. Andrew Camp. <laughs> I will definitely get him on an interview. You should, and I uh, bet he would do this anytime. Oh, he's phenomenal. So this question is one that's a little different. What does a typical morning look like for you? Do you have any sort of ritual that you, you like to start every day with? Or do you... Um, uh, as of recently, um, I've really... Um, and maybe it, more than more than like music, but like as an adult... Uh, and uh, I feel like you already know this, but it's so important to stay healthy. Yeah. And um, I about like between like three and four times a week, I get up and go work out about seven thirty a.m. Yeah. Uh, I don't I don't have to necessarily because yeah. I don't have to get up that early. But like uh, for me, it's it's really hard to be just self motivated to do that. So, but there's a couple other guys um, that I know, and they have work in the morning, and so. We get up that early to, as a support system to all just go work out together. That's cool. And um, uh, I've lost 13 pounds. Uh, wow, congratulations. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Um, uh, and so, I know, it, it feels good. I had a friend say, hey, John, you look really trim. And I'm like, 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 the only you get is just like, wow, that actually means something. Like, if I was like 16, I'd be like, shut up. I'm trying to, you know, get bigger. I was such a scrawny little kid. But um, now it's just like, yeah, I'm not a fatty. Um, and so, because like, that's a, like, you notice really quickly, especially like, like after school, it's just like yeah. I cannot eat like I used to. Married life, yeah. Right? Married, yeah. It's just like it, it's that kind of thing. So, um, and that that's just that's just across the board. Um, I I think that I, I'm very interested in health and wellness. Yeah. Um, I think I've always been like I'm uh, a, a a loose but not terribly loose vegetarian. Um, yeah. I I really don't eat a whole lot of meat. Um, yeah. I know you saw me just eat like a black bean burger and like breaded mushrooms, but um, I I didn't I ate like I uh, made a vegan stew with my wife last night. Yeah, and I had that for lunch. So like stuff like that sounds delicious. Uh, it was really good. Um, um but uh, uh, so that's like one thing. It's just like if I'm not like, but if it's not a day I'm working out, like um, uh, I'll you know like sleep a little bit later and and just grab some coffee and like my yeah. wife works from home a little bit and yeah she is, which is really nice so i honestly don't really have a set down like routine yeah but for my personality i i think i like it that way like i have like a couple choices of what i want yeah. to do in the morning um depending on the day um but i uh i get i'm just i just get bored really easily so yeah same so it's yeah so it's <laughs> nice to just like 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 at least if I go to the gym like four times like four mornings a week that's great um, yeah. three sometimes um, but the, the other times like uh, you know focus on your priorities and that's that's relationships uh, if you, you're not dating somebody else or married to somebody else then um, I mean just like do what kind of like inspires you or motivates you or gets you ready for the day um, yeah. and and uh, and hopefully go and do something throughout the day that, that means something to you. And uh, if not, then um, change that because you have that option, especially if you live in the U.S. I mean, like, yeah, honestly, like, like, there's there's no excuse to yeah. to just at least do something that you like. So, yeah, you know, even if it's not your full-time job, I mean, like, get a hobby. You know? yeah. <laughs> something exactly. That you like, so. Exactly. 
So. Lost the question. I had, I had a question. You, you had a uh, the I had a thought. A thought outside of the the morning routine. I did. Oh, I know what it was. Why are relationships so important? You, you mentioned it there that because we're what? human beings. Um, what I believe about human beings uh, it has to do with religion. With uh, even if you don't believe that, um, I think that like even from an evolutionary perspective. Um, I think the way we survive is through community. Yeah. Um, and this could very easily turn into a theological discussion, um, <laughs> uh, which I would love to talk with you about sometime. But um, anyway, definitely. But um, from from an evolutionary perspective, um, uh, me me saying this does not mean I'm a Christian. I'm not a Christian because I certainly am. Um, but from this perspective, like that's kind of like how people survive, and. Uh, it's, it's never just been on your own. Uh, if you're just by yourself, if you look at a very elemental level, like, you can't reproduce. So, like, that's yeah. how we, you know, like, community is, is so integral to, to, our, to our society and to our well-being. Uh, even the most introverted people, I think, would say that some level of human interaction is good and if not then they're probably a very unhealthy and unstable person yeah so I think that transcends religion transcends like uh, vocation uh, anything I think it's just like if you're in a place where you are most creative most inspired a lot of that has to do with relationship yeah uh, at least for me at least it does um, yeah so that's that's you know if I can be if I if I wake up in the morning and, and my wife and I get into a fight or something like that um, I, that usually doesn't happen in the mornings but uh, if that were to happen like that would affect the rest of my day yeah, uh, that, yeah. with any of my friends not just yeah. my wife like that would just like put me out uh, and so um, but if if I'm in a good place with that um, relationship with, with friends, my wife, uh, God, um, nature, whatever you want to say, uh, then uh, the rest of your day, the rest of your week, hopefully, will, will kind of, at least to some extent, like, be a better version of what it would be without that, so. Mm. Yeah. Thank you. Good answer. Well, I know there's someone out there probably driving in their car, listening while they run, uh, who has some recording gear at sure. home, maybe some good gear, maybe some okay gear, okay. maybe some really crappy gear, yeah. but their dream is to own a studio like yours. I mean, that's what they want to do with their life. They just don't know where to start. What first step can someone take to begin moving towards uh, owning a studio? Use what you have already. Um, <laughs> like, do not, do not get caught up in the... Again, it comes down to like some like material kind of things because the the real thing that makes a record sound good is not the gear that you use, but the person that you are and the people that you're making it with. Again, like it comes down to people because art doesn't exist mechanically. Uh, a great preamp doesn't make a good song. It's like it is you. It is the artist. It is whoever. Um, again, like. 
I made like I made a something I still listen to today and really like. And if I went back and used that exact same gear, I could make something even cooler now with what I've learned. Like yeah. with something like terrible. And right. it's funny too because that same okay, so that like stupid $128 like drum miking kit that I bought and had those, you know. Yep. That kick mic that came with that, we use all the time in the studio now. Really? All the time. Huh. You just never know because like it's scooped in such a way, especially for like really modern stuff that it's just like it's super punchy and like beefy and stuff. We like we use it all the time for kick wow. drums. All the time. It's fantastic. Um, so like you just you like you use what you have and it's you have to be objective about what you have as well mm. like stop thinking and it's hard to but stop thinking about like oh the, this preamp isn't as cool as this one like well like just listen to it do you like how it sounds can you at least manipulate it like afterwards like to get it to where how you, like mm. you know if it's unusable it's unusable but like you will know if it is or not yeah uh, but like yeah just like use use what you already have um, I mean, upgrade your stuff, but like learn to uh, use the stuff that is in your possession now to make great stuff. Because like we live in the age where like you can make a cool record with like a computer and then like five hundred dollars worth of gear. I yeah. mean, like like you seriously, it's just like you can at least mix on some like like they're probably not gonna be great monitors or you could use headphones even and still yeah. like, get away with stuff um, there's this uh, great website called therecordingrevolution.com mm. and this guy he lives in Florida, Florida his name is Graham Cochran and uh, uh, I especially in college kind of like was religiously looking back at what he does um, he puts out some like decent stuff um, but like more than that like he shows you how to use or to do a lot with a little, and he like he like mixed a record in Starbucks like on his headphones like, uh, huh. for, and, and like and it sounds wow it sounds alright like it, it's not it's uh, uh, if, if if this guy happens to hear it I'm sorry but it's not great but it's it's not it's 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 worth listening to absolutely yeah and um it, it's something you know especially if you're starting out like if if you could do that it's just like it's great you know like yeah. the, the average listener is going to like it yeah. so um, learn to use that stuff you know build slowly build up that stuff like the more gear you know that you want to get prioritize but um, I wouldn't I wouldn't just like I wouldn't just spend a crap ton of money to get new stuff expecting it to make you better because again yeah. like I could use $500 worth of gear and a laptop and make a record that I'd be really proud of now uh, eh, like again like with just like no gear at all it, yeah. it doesn't it's not the gear it's, it's you well said so. well said so being in the, the music industry as well, I know that as soon as you begin to release something that is personal to you, something music, art, uh, people feel obliged and feel welcome to begin giving their tips and their pointers sure. and their opinions about how you can do things better. When do you listen to that advice and when do you say, ah, don't need it? Sure. Um, again, like evaluate who's telling you. And that really yeah. comes down to just like 
who who is the per- if it's your mom saying like ah oh, like I couldn't understand the words as well like well your mom probably doesn't listen to like the type of music that you just put out it's just like you know but it, it but if it's like uh, if it's somebody who's like older and more experienced than you um like if li- Dave Pensado was like hey you should you should probably do this oh yeah like you you listen to that with still with a grain of salt though yeah because. Um, and maybe it's just me, but I'm, I'm a little ornery sometimes because I think in some aspect, like, you have to like what you like because yeah. that's what part of what makes you you and hopefully valuable. And, um, because again, like, and, and be able to separate, it's hard to because it's, 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 it's all, it's all technically objective. Yeah. But some of it kind of is just like. This is what's going to like raise your your threshold of like how good you are, uh, and this is just like an opinion. Yeah. So learning to kind of distinguish what's just an opinion and what's actually going to make me better, uh, or what's something I should think about for next time. Yeah. And that's just again like that's so ambiguous. Yeah. You just kind of sift that out for yourself because yeah. Uh, again, but like, who's, who's it coming from? I think is, is a big one. So yeah, like if Dave Pensado or uh, Chris Lordalge said, "Hey, like these, this thing in your mix is could be a lot different." Um, you would probably I, I, I would pay, at least pay attention for sure. Yeah, uh, but that's if, not if guaranteed. Michael. Yeah, exactly. If Michael Brower said something to me, I'd be like, "Okay, you're God. Um, you can <laughs> like you, you can tell me whatever you want, and I will do it." Uh, he is just like, just out of this world. Yeah. Um, um, no, no. And Chris Lordalge and, and Dave Pensado are just fantastic. So, I, yeah. If I were ranked those three, it's Michael Brower, Pensado, Chris Lordalge. But. That's, yeah. that's my personal yeah. again that is entirely opinion <laughs> and not at all like because they're all wildly more successful than I am absolutely and yeah. uh, at yeah. least for now well, maybe, watch out maybe, and, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> still to be determined but at least like they, they're obviously good like enough to oh, make yeah. millions of dollars yeah at that kind of thing so um so anyway, that's that's neither here nor there. Definitely, and for everyone listening, we'll link up to uh, any websites that Jonathan has mentioned, any people that he's mentioned in the show notes. If you're like, who are these names? What have they done? I don't know who these people are. Uh, those names are some pretty big ones. So if you don't know who they are, you should probably get to know them. Yeah, get to know them, study their work because they've done some pretty cool stuff. Amazing. But we'll uh, we'll link up to them in the show notes. Um, Jonathan, you're a jack of all trades in the music industry. You do a little bit of everything. I know. You write, or at least you've, you've written. I don't know if you're currently writing, but you engineer, you produce, you co-own a studio. I see you playing shows. Um, out of all the things that you do and all the many hats that you wear, what accomplishment are you most proud of in your career so far? Oh. Um, wow. I think like the first thing that comes to mind is just like... Um, it's not one single accomplishment, but it may be a continuation of just like I pay my bills and save money and like like make enough money to live independently as an adult mm. by doing music, and and that I think is in itself an accomplishment. Just like I'm above the threshold where like I can absolutely make ends meet, and then yeah. some. Yeah. Uh, Respect. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's so I mean, just like that's that's like that continuation of that you know 
is is one thing. Um, uh, what's like? I, I'm trying to like think of like albums or like specific things. Um, one, one. It's hard. I, I, it's it's it should probably be a couple different things that I'm like most proud of. Um, I mean, like one of the like the very first record that Alex and I mixed together uh, is uh, from a band Coyote Talk. Yeah, I have that. Album. Yeah, and uh, a guy named Josh Frigo like writes all that stuff, and he produced that. He produced that himself. Uh, I had nothing to do with the production and very little to do with the tracking actually, because that was kind of right as far as he was starting. And um, but but Alex and I mixed that, and um, that really was a big thing that people were just like, "Oh my gosh, like this sounds great!" And it's I still think yeah. I mean, there's things I think that we could have done better now, which is really cool to think about because it's I think it's a great sounding record. Yeah. But that was like one of those things that was like a at least a, a landmark of what I've done, like what I've done. Um, the Joel Levi record, mixing that with Alex, and um, oh, that great record album. is really great. Yeah. Um, I think personally, like that's. I mean, it's just great music. Um, yeah. I know, like, um, uh, I I produced a record for John Tibbs, like, right at the end of my senior year and uh, into the summer. And um, I didn't I didn't mix that, but I, I produced that and, and engineered that. Yeah. And, um, I, and now John is signed to a, a really oh, huge dude. label. Dude, really, really cool. It's yeah. also with audio adrenaline and, and newsboys and stuff. Newsboys, and, and, yeah. yeah, and so that's that's super awesome that um, I got to be a little bit of that story and um, yeah. So, but yeah, that was like right, like that was still. Uh, I, I still think I did it, like especially for from a production standpoint. I'm really happy with what I did with that record, and um, I, I had a, just that was a, a very personal project for me, and I put a lot of time into that. Um, and, and that was another one that like did really really well in noise trade and, and I, that was one of those turning points uh, for John I think too as, as far as like getting good music out there yeah um, I'd agree uh, and then um, uh, a guy named Jason Barrows fantastic musician uh, and it's funny too because I um, we kind of like co-produced that together and um, he uh, he definitely like taught me a lot about different styles of music there and um, but uh, we actually did most of that record before, like right before Varsity was the thing. Most of that was okay. in my old house. Really? Uh, it's funny too because, like, you know, John Tibbs and Jason Barrows, like most of those, right? Like both of those were in a house with not expensive gear. Like it's yeah. just like it's it's and like and well, Jason, phenomenal records. Uh, and, in and, my and, opinion. Thank you. And and Jason's got on like Relevant magazine and, and stuff like yeah. that, and, and really great reviews and um and uh, we did like two other songs once we had started Varsity. Um, and that re- record was kind of stretched out over time, um, but like that's a, a really big one. And then even just recently here, like I just feel really good about um, it was just a, it's like a singer songwriter. His name's Jansen Hogan. He's a freshman at, at Anderson, and it's just it's a really just fun pop record. Yeah, but I love I love that record, and I just think that I put my best foot forward on that, and. Um, Oh, I mean, I, I just there's there's so many different things. It's 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 hard because it's been cool to see like the random things, you know. Uh, John's one of John like the last record I did for John, like it got like number twelve on albums like on iTunes as yeah. far as like the Christian gospel thing. Yeah, um, he's that record ended up in, in like relevant too, I think. Um, 
uh, I've got some like radio play from different stuff I've worked on. Yeah. Um, again, like nothing like too major, but um, there's a lot of different things. But I think even more than that, it's just like it's like random experiences, and um, I have a lot of high hopes for this record I'm working on with Joshua Powell right now. But yeah, still, and, and still I still donated that. Actually, oh, great! So, Fantastic. Yeah, people who to, are listening, <laughs> yeah, if, if this releases in time, donate to Joshua Powell's yeah. Kickstarter. And if, if if it doesn't, then at least look at his music because he's, oh, he's yeah. extremely talented. Um, and we made a really weird record, uh, and it's it's awesome. <laughs> but I mean, the, that first thing I did in my parents' basement, like we just kind of like. We didn't even know each other that well back then, and and kind of just like put like he, he's from Florida, and he came home with me for Thanksgiving break because I offered to, and and there's like, hey, let's just record some songs, and we did, and then like, you know, like it, within the first like couple of weeks, like you know, four or five thousand people downloaded that for you know it was for oh, free, yeah. you get, but like, yeah, but like a lot of people, like all of Anderson campus, which was my entire role at the time, knew about it, and yeah. it was cool, and. Um, you know, so doing that, and, and then we went on a tour after after I graduated, and that's you know I'll never forget that experience. But yeah, it, it's hard to narrow it down to one specific thing because it's it's all been super cool, man. It, yeah. it really has. And like, uh, you know, I'm not a rich guy, but uh, I like at least monetarily, but experientially, like absolutely, I just I love that. It's cool. I love that. Uh, so, kind of wrapping up, got a couple couple more uh, things I want to ask you. The one thing that has really become important to me in the last couple months, and it just, I think, played a huge role in my life, is gratitude. Sure. And just learning to start each day with gratitude and replace frustration with gratitude and, and just really making practicing gratitude a part of my day. So, what right now, just in your life, are you grateful for? Um, I, uh, like, I am grateful for my wife, I'm grateful for my friends, um, I'm grateful for the opportunity and the just, uh, I don't know, sheer luck that I am able to make a living making art. Yeah. Even though sometimes I don't feel like doing it, and that I think is is a problem is that people, so like as much as you you think you want to do, is sometimes you will not just not feel like doing that. Huh. Sometimes sometimes I just wish that yeah. I was just like doing some mindless work, making so much more money than I make now. But yeah. Um, but uh, that doesn't make you any better. Uh, and, right. and but what does is is doing it when you don't feel like doing that. Um, and I think that's just part of being an adult is, is doing things that you don't always feel like doing and sacrificing your own wants for, for that kind of thing. But I'm, I'm, I'm also grateful. Um, I kind of said it all, I guess. Like, I, I, I'm, I'm, great, uh, I'm grateful for opportunities like this one. Uh, just yeah. uh, just the out-of-the-blue kind of things that, that um, allow me to kind of share a little bit of, about myself. Uh, yeah. and, uh, and hang out with cool people like yourself. Thank you. Um, and, and I wouldn't be doing this right now if I weren't already just like trying to, to do as much as I could with, with the talents that I've been doing. So um, yeah, I'm grateful for those abilities as well. And, and uh, I'm grateful for my family and the family I married into and, and just the support of those people in, uh, in whatever capacity. So... Um, Man, there's there, there's there's so much to be grateful for and so little to complain about. 
uh, especially if you live in the U.S. I mean, like, I, I just, yeah. I, I really try not to complain because the bottom line is, even on my worst days, like, I'm alive and, like, yeah. I've never been in a place where I'm starving or anything like that. And that's so important to remember. Um, yeah. It's just like we just we have so much, and I'm grateful for all of that. And uh, I'm going to use what I've been given as much as possible. So yeah, that's awesome. So Jonathan, is there anything else that you would like to say that I didn't ask you that you didn't get a chance to mention already? If there's anything you want to say about the varsity, and we'll link up uh, the varsity's website in the show notes. But is there anything else that you want to get out there to my um, huge audience? Yeah. Just uh, try to figure out a way to be doing what you're passionate about. If, if, even if it's not for your living, just do it anyway for yourself. Um, find the thing that you'd be doing, even if no one ever paid attention to you, that you just want to still do, and just do that. Wow. Because um, uh, I think I think like it's, it's important for me to, to to think about and realize that like okay like even if I if no one ever listened to any record that I made. I made no money doing this. Like, would I still be making records? Um, and yes, I'd, I'd have to. If I if I didn't, I would go again. I'd go insane. Yeah. Uh, or I'd, or I would find something that I could do that would that would kind of fill that that uh, right-brained void of mine. Um, yeah. Uh, try to do that. Um, be stay humble. Um, seek advice. Be confident in your abilities, um, but always just continue trying to educate yourself, formally or informally. Um, I would suggest informally because it's less expensive. Um, uh, but um, just uh, and and don't be lazy. Yeah, yeah. Powerful statements, man. Thanks. Well, Jonathan, I want to again thank you for being on my very first episode. I'm super excited. Oh, man, I, I just love the fact that you are my first episode because I feel like uh, we had some times in college where we were we were better friends and then uh, kind of went our separate ways sure. and haven't talked in a while. Sure. And here we are again, you know, having a beer together. And, absolutely. And talking about music and talking about the things that we love. And I, and I absolutely love that. And that's the great so. thing about creative realms and, and music especially. It's just... You do get the opportunity to to reconnect with stuff, so I'm I'm really happy that that we were able to do this. Yeah, well, yeah. Thank you for saying that. Before we close, though, I want to take one minute to just uh, to acknowledge you, and uh, something that uh, is a little unusual, but it's something that I think is so powerful. And Jonathan, I want to acknowledge you for the courage that you have to pursue what you love as a career and to create something unique in the music industry. The Varsity is an incredible space. You're making awesome music. Um, and anyone out there that's looking for a space to record, I wholeheartedly recommend The Varsity. Look them up. These guys, are. it's not just about the space. It's not just about the gear. They've got the space. They've got the gear. But it's the people there that are just going to absolutely make a difference and give you the record that you've always dreamed about making. Um, not, not just that, but that you take people who are looking to record something and you make people's dreams come true. So thank you, Jonathan, for living a life that is just, it's already a legacy of passion and devotion to what you love. Oh, thanks, man. That's That speaks 
a, a lot of encouragement to me. And, and I'm absolutely. really happy you said that. That, that makes you feel really good. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. It, my pleasure. So I have one final question sure. that we're going to close on. And uh, it's a question that I, I'm probably going to tweak a little bit and develop, but I want to come up with like some catchy question sure. to ask at the end of every episode. Maybe not quite there yet, but I know there's probably some people out there that look at the famous musicians and artists and engineers and producers and they feel stuck because yeah. they're like man and maybe you've experienced that too you're like man i'm so far from from that life and from that thing but maybe that's not what success is and i just want to know in your opinion what is your definition of success in the music industry what does it look like um again it's just it's uh being able to do what you're passionate about and pay, like just pay your bills. I mean, like uh, it's yeah. it honestly. Um, but like bottom line, just like like being able to survive and do what you're passionate about and do stuff that that you are proud of yeah and, and try just not cutting corners uh, but just giving it your all uh, and then uh, I mean like quantifiably like doing that and being able to stay alive like and, and, and hopefully healthy uh, and, I, and I think it, I think it's easier to do than a lot of people think yeah um, and th that has to do with like lifestyle uh, outside of you know music or whatever like like what you're willing to to live with or sacrifice um, uh, but also just like with with passion and pursuit and hard work so being able to, to do that uh, and survive <laughs> love it I absolutely love it so all right everybody you heard it here first Jonathan class the one the only <laughs> The Varsity Studio, Anderson, Indiana. <laughs> Back on the map. <laughs> Back on the map. This is your host, Brett Hollenbeck, signing out. Support local business. Support local business. See everybody. <laughs> Man, I absolutely loved this interview with Jonathan. I hope you enjoyed the first episode of the Brett Hollenbeck Show as well. If you did enjoy episode one and you want to learn more about the things we were talking about, you can check out the show notes at brettholenbeck.com slash one. That's brettholenbeck.com slash one. I want to thank you all so very, very much for listening today and for joining us for the very first episode, the start of this incredible journey that we're on. If you did happen to love this episode, do me a favor, do Jonathan a favor, share it. Share it with friends who are just starting out. Share it with friends who've been in the music industry for a while. It's a great thing and, and we would really appreciate it. Again, had a blast with Jonathan. Check out the Varsity Recording Company in Anderson, Indiana. Absolutely worth looking into no matter where you're from. It's an amazing space. The people are amazing. They make fantastic music. Look them up. The Varsity Recording Company in Anderson, Indiana. If you haven't already, subscribe on iTunes. Subscribe on Stitcher. Got some really cool guests coming up. They're on lock. You won't want to miss it. So hit that subscribe button. We really appreciate that. Thank you, thank you, thank you for everything for sticking this first episode out with us now it's time to go master the music industry <laughs> <laughs>